and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly, and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. I could not be more excited to let you know that Shine Summit tickets are now available. Shine Summit takes place October 1st, 2020. So you have lots of time to reflect, think about how this event might be exactly what you have been looking for. This is going to be a day that will change your life. If you are an entrepreneur or a leader in your industry, maybe you're dreaming of making changes in your life, you will not want to miss this opportunity. When you take time to invest in you, your business, it affects all the areas in your life. It benefits your family, your community, and all the relationships around you. I am literally so passionate about connecting people in ways that help them grow, and this Shine Summit is the perfect opportunity for that. I have experienced firsthand how investing in myself and in my business by attending an event such as this can absolutely change the trajectory of your life because it has happened to me. Here's why this is powerful. Life is hard. Business is hard. And some days it honestly doesn't take much to feel like everything is going in a chaotic direction. And what is the point of putting in all of the work and effort that running a business and being a leader within your organization takes? But I'm here to tell you, that Shine Summit will not only inspire you and give you all of the feels, you guys, but this Shine Summit is going to give you hands-on, tangible tools that will help directly take your life and your business to the next level. Being surrounded by like-minded individuals and those who have been in their entrepreneurial and business journeys longer uh, than maybe you have is absolutely essential. Hearing from them, hearing their stories, hearing their mistakes, and how they're willing to share their experiences, vulnerability, and really try to help you avoid those same mistakes. We have experts from all over that are going to be coming to share their expertise and to grow together. You will be blown away by our headliner, Sarah Heron. Isn't that the girl from The Bachelor? Why, yes, it sure is. Sarah is a force to be reckoned with, and she has taken her experience of being on a public television show and putting her story out there in the world and taking her disability that she was born with and turning it into something extraordinary. She has an incredible story, an incredible business sense, and she is such an inspiring woman. And you get to hang out with her and be inspired. This summit has been created to surround you with a community of incredible women who will challenge you, help you grow and thrive, and we want to see you there. Imagine the energy, joy, and engaging lessons that you get to be a part of and incorporate those directly into your life and business in ways that are specifically tailored to you. We will be talking about leadership, marketing, social media, overcoming adversity, reinventing your business in new and unique ways, 
This is not the type of conference where you are just going to hear speeches and leave with a few notes. If you are struggling in finding your niche to sell more, to organize your finances, or maybe you're even afraid to admit the things that you wish you understood in business, then this is the place for you. This is a summit where you will be challenged to be interactive, to dig deeper in order to achieve the goals that you are dreaming up. Shine Summit is being hosted in the most beautiful event space where everyone attending is there for the same purpose, to shine. These tickets are going to sell out fast and as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you are the first to know. Check out shinecollective.ca for all the juicy details. The continued support, ratings, and reviews, sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories, tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too, makes me so happy as I strive to connect businesses within the Celebrating Simple Life community. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm giving you the scoop on how and why you should host an event to help market and grow your business. I'm giving you 12 amazing reasons why and all of the confidence that you can do this on your own. And if that's really scary, you can just email me and I would love to connect. Whether it's a holiday luncheon for your customers, a workshop, I could go on and on and on. There are so many events that you can do to market your business. There are pop-ups that I'm sure you are seeing all over the place, workshops, events from big and small. I have the Shine Summit coming up at the end of this year, which is helping to market many businesses, including my own. And I think that often it's easy to see the events that are going on around us and not really realizing um, how that might be able to help us. And I am passionate about using events to market your business. I think it's so easy to get stuck behind the screen of Instagram and just the digital um, presence that feels like it's a constant expectation. And I know I struggle with that for sure to sort of keep up with posting and doing things as well as actually doing the work in growing a business and making money and allowing my business to support uh, my life and my family. And I think that events are a really, really great option to bring back the connection piece that I think a lot of businesses sometimes miss in their marketing. It's easy to put out beautiful pictures and things that are going on, but not necessarily really engaging with the people that are choosing to follow you and who are, I guess, looking to connect and to collaborate. And I think that 2020 for me is going to be a great uh, year of kind of just back to basics and reaching out to people and asking for help, which is something that I really struggle with. And I don't know about you, but I need to ask for more help and I would love accountability on that. And if that's something that resonates with you, I would love for you to send me a message or comment on an Instagram post and we can connect. So I wanted just to, uh, I guess, give some actual tangible, hands-on things that you can do 
in the very near future, if you are considering or thinking or seriously starting to plan um, an event that you can use to grow your business. I always feel that everything that we do needs to have purpose. And the idea of hosting an event can be incredibly intimidating if it's not something that you are used to doing. And trying to run a business and then think about hosting an event can also be really intimidating because there's just not enough hours in a day. And that is often where I find I have clients coming in where they aren't sure if they can afford to hire somebody to help them plan. They aren't really sure what the steps even are as to how to go about even reaching out to someone such as myself who plans events for a living. And it seems daunting. And I know sometimes I've been guilty of this too with different services that I use in my life is instead of actually just reaching out and inquiring, I get nervous like, oh, I don't want to offend them by asking how much something costs or I don't want to look like I'm not valuing their services if I ask about cost or those types of things. And I think that for businesses um, like myself and anybody else that is a service or a product-based business, I would way rather have somebody inquire and say, you know what, I'm sorry, that's just not going to work for me or, oh, wow, this was completely not what I expected and be pleasantly surprised. I would rather just an honest conversation and me to be able to actually potentially help somebody with a problem like creating and hosting an event. So there's a lot of things that I think are more than possible to do on your own. It comes back to time and stress and what the purpose of throwing an event is. And I think that the number one thing to do before starting to plan an event is figuring out what that purpose is. So number one, setting a goal. Setting a goal and figuring out why you want to host this event. Are you launching a new product? Have you been in business for a certain number of years and you're excited to say, hey, guess what? I'm turning five and that's a big deal. And there's so many reasons why you can use um, milestones in your business to engage with your customer base and bring in new customers to something when you are hosting a public event. And obviously, the reason I have Celebrating Simple Life is because I always believe there's a reason to celebrate. And I think even business events like this are reasons to spark joy and remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that if you can come up with whatever purpose that might be, and maybe your purpose is you want to sell more of a specific product. It doesn't have to be a full in-depth go right to the bottom of your soul to figure out why you need to host this event. You definitely want to put some thought into it because you don't want to just do it for the sake of, oh, I saw somebody else throwing an event and I should do that too. You definitely want there to be a reason. But if you can figure out what that reason is, even if it's just one thing, then you can plan your entire event around the fact that if your goal is to draw in some new customers, you're going to spend more time on the marketing and the reaching out and getting more people to your event if that's what your goal is. And at the end of the day, that's how you can gauge whether your event was successful or not. So setting a goal. Number two, figuring out the scope of the event in regards to 
just this is kind of where the budget and stuff can play into where do you want this to be an event that's just for your current customers? Do you want to broaden this and have anybody come in? Are you wanting this to be open to the public? Is it by invitation? Do you want to um, showcase it and advertise it across all platforms and anybody is welcome to come? And that obviously changes things in regards to all of the pieces of your event, where you're going to host it, how much you want to spend on the other elements. So figuring out exactly back to number one, what your purpose is and your goal to number two being the scope of the event will really help clarify um, what you're wanting to do. And then number three, is the time right? You need to consider key dates and holidays. I know sometimes people will look at their own calendar or I'll have a client that'll mention a date to me and I'll be like, oh, you know what? That's actually the Tuesday after a long weekend. People are just getting back into things. It's probably not going to be a great way. You won't have any traction in the days leading before it because a lot of people will be away. And sometimes those things, if you haven't planned events before, are just not things that you think of or come top of mind right away. And so that's where my role comes in is to be able to help um, consider those key dates and holidays. Is there other events in the community that might be competing in regards to a similar thing? If something's already in existence, you don't want to put another event at the exact same time frame. Do it at a different time. Obviously, there's a lot of multiple similar overlapping types of events. But if you are already aware of things that are going on, you definitely don't want to be jumping in and doing them at the exact same um, day for sure or even really time of year. Um, And then you probably want to just consider for the type of event that you're throwing, how much time potential attendees would need as a lead up. So if you're comparing throwing a big charity gala versus a pop-up event where it's a come and go and you're doing it with multiple businesses and most people don't need to actually plan to come. It's sort of more of a just show up on the day of. There's different lead ups to that. And you want to give the potential attendees um, as as much time as necessary for what's specific to the event. Number four, choosing your team. And this comes back to Are you planning to do this on your own? Which is a perfectly acceptable answer. This is by no means me saying you must hire an event planner in order to help make your event a success. Your event can be a success for many, many reasons. The purpose of the event is to grow your business ultimately. And so often what ends up happening is there's good intentions in place to do this on your own and I run my business on my own, I do my bookkeeping on my own, I do my social media on my own, I do this, 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 and this, and I'm a jack of all trades and I'm an entrepreneur and I don't need anybody to help me and it's gonna save me a lot of money if I just do this by myself and so the story goes and it ends up being a really stressful process a lot of the time and that doesn't mean that you can't do all of it on your own. It doesn't mean that you can't do some bits and pieces on your own, but I feel like in any project that gets taken on, you really need to look at it and decide which of the things about being an entrepreneur or hosting this event or anything in between are things that, first of all, I really enjoy doing and 
which things am I good at? Which things am I not good at? I think sometimes you feel like we're supposed to be good at absolutely everything because running a business does involve so many hats, but I've been burned many times by thinking I could do something on my own and realizing, you know what, that should have definitely been a service that I paid for because it would have come back to me tenfold by just making the investment and knowing that there was somebody who really knew what they were doing to take this project to the next level. So choosing the team is really a key piece. And if you're doing something small and feel like you have enough lead up time, or maybe you're collaborating with other businesses in doing an event where you're all taking bits and pieces of it and you're kind of all giving in your time um, instead of needing to pay each other for each other's services. And those are definite options as well. So whatever feels right, you just don't want the lead up to your event to be so stressful that throughout the process and on the day of the event, you're really not able to enjoy the the process and then the fulfilling of the purpose as to why you did it in the first place. So choosing your team does make a big difference in the end goal of your event. Number five, you really need to think it through. And I've said this before on the show that my process in the last 15 years of planning many different styles of events is always working backwards. So it starts with that purpose and that big picture thinking where once the purpose is set and once I have an idea of what my client or an event that I'm hosting is supposed to look like, I get a mental snapshot of what that whole thing is going to look like. And sometimes it's really extravagant and sometimes it is the most simple of processes. But I do that no matter what I'm hosting, whether I'm having a few people over for drinks or hosting a massive charity gala or a women's business conference. The process is the same for me in every single one of those scenarios. Obviously, more time is spent in an event that requires a lot more attention to detail with a charity gala or a business conference versus having people over for drinks. But having people over still requires me to think, okay, there's going to be four of us hanging out. Are we going to be more comfortable sitting in the living room if we're just having drinks? Do we plan to play games and that maybe I should set things up on the table? Are we going to be outside if the weather is nice? And those all contribute to what I might want to serve for snacks or a dinner if it's something more and what I'm going to make for drinks. And so I'm thinking big picture and that allows me to sort of feel out what I think the evening is going to be like so that once the guests arrive, to my home or to the event, I'm already mentally prepared as to what it's going to look like and I'm not needing to shuffle around and I get to just enjoy myself too with everybody and that really is the ultimate purpose. Nothing is worse than there have been times when I haven't maybe planned as far ahead or something comes up last minute and I'm just having a week and it just doesn't feel like the right timing and it just feels off. And you know those evenings where you've either had... Um, people over and you're entertaining in your home or you've even gone out to an event and you can just feel that something was off and it sometimes it's hard to pinpoint but it just wasn't a feeling of goodness and a feeling of joy and just low-key and relaxation and all of the things that uh, celebrating and gathering with other people should be. 
So thinking it through is a really big deal. Thinking about all of the logistics in a sense of, okay, guests are going to arrive. Now what? Where are they standing? Where are they sitting? What are they eating? What are they drinking? What are they listening to? What are they looking at? What are they experiencing? Whom are they talking to? Who's talking to them? And there's a lot of elements to that when you're thinking about an event. And when you can tie that back in with your purpose of it, that's when you start feeling the seamlessness of everything flowing together and feeling like you are actually creating something really special. And then number six would be setting a budget. So you kind of are intermittently in the planning process going back and forth between purpose, logistics, and budget because all of those things have to kind of flow together. And sometimes your purpose of the event might not really be matching what you had an idea for a budget and you might need to reevaluate by either raising the budget or figuring out a different Uh, purpose or way of doing something uniquely to gain the same purpose without needing to raise your budget if that's part of the issue. So there's a lot of things that you can consider. There's, There's sponsorship for events, which will be a whole nother episode, but that can come in many different ways. And like I mentioned before, collaborating on events is kind of a sense of sponsorship sometimes where you're donating time and services Um, to receive time and services and other things and you can help each other out if you're working together with other businesses. Sometimes that doesn't necessarily need to happen at the same project. Maybe you've given of your time and service to something and then you're able to uh, go back and say, hey, you know what? Remember when I did this? I would love for you to be involved in this project that I'm working on and that's often a really great way to cross-connect people who are your clients and who are your social followers and to to recognize different businesses. And I know I do that on a regular basis and it's really been beneficial to me to connect with other businesses who really have nothing necessarily to do with my industry necessarily, but there's always a crossover in different way where you never know who you're going to meet at different things. And it has been a rare occasion that I haven't been to either an event or a gathering or doing a client's event or just attending an event where you don't meet up with somebody and it just turns into something more, which is pretty cool. So setting your budget and envisioning your event is really important and it can really lessen the stress on the planning process as well if you know from the get-go what you feel comfortable with and how much you want to spend and knowing that when you are working with a planner, I take the budget very seriously. I do dinner parties in people's homes all the way to very, very elaborate events, galas and functions and the budget isn't really the point. The budget obviously is there because it's just a necessity and you don't want to be going crazy, but a big budget doesn't necessarily make the experience greater. In fact, I think a lot of smaller scale things can have an even bigger impact because you are putting more of your energy and time into something than money and that usually shows at the end of it how much you care and how passionate you are about the project that you're working on. 
So number seven, I would say would be marketing for the event. That is a key piece that I think sometimes gets missed. I think it's really easy to assume when you are in a business and own a business that everyone around you must know everything about your business. I know sometimes that it feels like hard to promote yourself when you are doing a lot of the things yourself and you're promoting and you're doing the event or project or you're the person selling and you're the face of your business and you don't want to be in people's faces. At least that is definitely the imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it that I come to sometimes. And I know that the way that I run my business isn't for everybody. And I'm totally fine with that. But the followers and people who are alongside me who do love what I'm doing and make it known to me are what help motivate me to keep going. And I think that marketing is so important because you can create your online event or create your Facebook event or whatever the case may be to start the process of letting people know what you have coming down the pipe. And as much as you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So if you make one post or you tell one person about the event, chances are it isn't really going to be a great success. It's one of those things where this is where the timing and stuff comes back to it as well is you really want to be passionate. Nobody else is going to be as passionate about your project, or they shouldn't be at least, as you are. If you are excited to do something and you feel that an event is going to help you in your business and grow and connect with others, then you should be so excited about it that you want to shout it from the rooftops. And those that wish to follow along can, and those that don't, won't. And that's okay. But you will inspire people and helping them follow along and to get excited about it. And that's where the collaboration can come in too, where having more people involved and teaming up can help grow and market so it's not just feeling like it's yourself that is the only person speaking and talking about it but going to other events having coffee making sure that the details of your event are very clear spelled out in detail on your social media on your website whatever platforms you use it doesn't matter what you use they just need to be there and they need to be there regularly and talking about it regularly and just getting people excited about it. I find that when I am attending an event, just as an attendee and I've had nothing to do with it or or anything, I love knowing what to expect. I love that I'm seeing snippets of what might come leading up to the event. I love knowing the specific details of the date and the time and if there might be any parking issues or it's in a bit of an ornate location and some sort of landmark that might help me find it and all of it. All of those details to me are what make the lead up to an event so important because There are a lot of times where I'll even go and attend events by myself and even as an extrovert and someone who is at events constantly and not afraid to connect and talk with other people, there's still a sense of intimidation when you're walking into a party or an event 
either by yourself or maybe with just some acquaintances or whatever the case may be. And the more details you know and the more curated an experience feels where they've actually paid attention to the details of what people attending might run into or how they might feel when they get there, you can feel that. And those are the events that make you feel comfortable at the moment you walk in. And it's somebody greeting you and it's introducing you to people and connecting. And that for me is such an important detail. So marketing the event there, there isn't really a wrong way to market it. It's just a matter of being consistent and feeling like you're doing it in a way that feels authentic to you and your brand. And again, this is a great space to be asking for help. Marketing involves so many components from online ads and social media posting to the website presence to advertising on social media. Maybe you do radio, maybe you print postcards, maybe you put posters up places, whatever the case may be. It comes in all forms and you kind of have to show up in a lot of different forms depending on what it is that you're working on and what your process is for, for doing things. And once you've decided what you're planning on doing, fitting that into your marketing budget is, is kind of a big part of the event because you don't want to go to all the time and trouble of planning this really great event and have nobody show up. And I know that that's one of the biggest fears often that my clients have um, when I'm planning an event for them. That's the thing that always keeps coming up. What if nobody shows up? When it's an event that you don't need to RSVP to and it's sort of a just come in and, and show up and hang out and eat, drink and shop and those types of events, when it is a formal buy tickets to it, there's still the stress of that because you're like, what if no tickets sell? I've gone to all of this trouble. What if no tickets sell? And I think sometimes you just have to grab that 30 seconds of courage and say, you know what? I'm confident in my business and I'm confident in what I have and I am going to work my tail off to to get the right people in the room and that's how I feel when I'm planning a project that I will do anything in order to make the event a success and talk to the right people and stay connected and keep it top of mind. And that's part of what I love in what I do. It's a new year. And if you are an entrepreneur like me, you have been trying to plan for success in 2020. Sometimes all of this planning can feel so overwhelming. One thing I know for sure is that investing wisely in you and your business is a recipe for success. I'm all about collaborating with other businesses and one of the most amazing events you can showcase your business in this year is the What Women Want event in Regina on March 13th and 14th, Moose Jaw on April 26th and 27th, and for the first year in Saskatoon on September 25th and 26th. This urban market meets fashion festival will help you grow your client base and align your brand with the hippest, trendiest, and most exciting businesses across Canada. Year after year, businesses return with larger and larger pop-up spaces because of the influence What Women Want makes to their bottom line. More than 6,000 guests line up each year to be entertained, enjoy local food, sips, and to meet and shop with our partners. It's not just on event weekend though, What Women Want has partnerships that keep on growing. It's not just about the event, it's about connecting and gathering throughout the year to help each other's businesses grow. 
You can find all of the details online at whatwomenwantevent.com, as well as Instagram and Facebook. And as a valued member of the Celebrating Simple Life community, you get an exclusive code to receive 10% off your booth space for the 2020 shows. Use the code CELEBRATE10. That's an incredible savings to give you the incentive you need to sign up today. That's whatwomenwantevent.com and use the code CELEBRATE10 because today is a great day to celebrate. Number eight is media. Now, this does not pertain to every single event, but when you live in a city specifically that is small like mine right here in Saskatoon, there is a lot of really cool opportunities that can come from notifying media when you are having an event. If you put together a little detailed sheet, and this is often something that I do for my clients, is um, just putting it out there in the media and not just relying on your own social media network to get the word across. Find places that post about community events. Find places that have collaborated with you and get them to post about it too. Send it to local reporters and journalists and um TV personalities and radio personalities and just send it out. And I always say to myself, if I'm clicking on an email or clicking to send something out that I'm like, oh boy, this is just feeling like, should I be doing this? Should I send them this out? Am I promoting this too much? I don't want this to be something that feels like a look at me type of event. But I'm like, I have nothing to lose. They can look at it and pass it by and do nothing. Or more often than not, they reach out. And it turns into a really cool opportunity where you get a chance to either speak about your event on the radio or on the news um, and be on local podcasts. And I invite guests on the show to talk about their events. And I love it. And my listeners love it because they get to hear about cool events that they maybe wouldn't have heard of otherwise. So it can be a really great way to get some press for your event. And again, that gives you extra content to share after your event about all that went on and just having other people talk about it besides yourself. Number nine would be just building excitement about it. This comes back to what I said before. The lead up to the event to me has a almost equal importance to what actually happens on the day of the event. I know that's probably going to sound hard to believe, but I really feel that the lead up is huge I want to know from the moment that I've received an invitation that this is something special. And I'm not talking about expensive, elaborate, this is how it has to be. I'm talking about little details that can cost nothing that are going to make people want to be a part of what you're doing. And it can come in many different ways. You can give teases on social media with contest giveaways or with whom is partner partnering with you at the event. Maybe some cute details about your event, like what they might expect for a fun cocktail or something unique to eat or even just your venue. Where are you hosting it? Is it in your backyard? Is it at the newest, coolest, trendiest place? Like use every single aspect as another way to really 
engage and attract people to see how much effort and passion you're putting towards this project. And the more things that you can give sort of fun details about or or interesting facts and information if this is more of a serious business growth type event, it all pertains to the same. You want guests to be engaged leading up to it and and actually feel like they know what they might be able to expect so that when they're there, they can experience all of it and not be wondering about little details that maybe they should have known ahead of time. Number 10 would be sort of just developing the whole system and process of what you're planning to do to create this marketing plan, which includes the media and the building excitement and just the development of all of this, putting together a timeline of everything that needs to happen and when. That is the number one thing that I can say over and over again. It's definitely the most overwhelming piece of it because when you actually put it all down on paper or in your Google Doc or in your notes, however you like to track your projects, it can feel really overwhelming to see all of the little details listed out as to, oh, I have to do this, 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 and this. If you're doing this in a one month to one year lead up to whatever your project may be, it can feel daunting. And that's where being really organized about the project and the purpose and just always coming back to the purpose and deciding if there are pieces that can get cut out if you're feeling overwhelmed or maybe pieces that should be added in because you're feeling like you might not be kind of out there in the way that you need to be to attract the right people to come to your event. So putting together all of that in a sort of very unified timeline so that you can break it down in chunks and not get so overwhelmed as well to know these are the things I have to get done this week in order for my event to take place in four weeks and break it down. And maybe that's telling yourself that you have to do one thing every day, or maybe you're going more elaborate and you need to do five to 10 things every single day. I know that when I have multiple projects and events on the go, my to-do list can feel really, really daunting. And it's hard sometimes to balance it all because sometimes it happens to all come in waves and it's a busy season. And then you might have a period of time where you wish things could have gotten a little more spread out because it would have been easier to do them at that time. But regardless, putting together a big timeline of dates and goals are going to help you achieve those goals rather than looking at and saying, oh man, I don't have time now, so I'm just going to leave that and feeling like you maybe haven't been able to put in all of the effort or due diligence that might be needed to make this project a success. And nothing's worse than when you have worked really hard but just have either run out of time or just haven't felt that you've been able to fit in some of the pieces that you know would have made the event more successful. And then you get to the end and you realize that while it still might be a success, there were things that you had really put on your goals of things that you wanted to do that just didn't happen. And that can sometimes feel like a letdown. And In order to prevent that from happening, building your timeline ahead of time, and I sometimes have clients who want to work with me for just that purpose. 
They want this timeline built out of what they should be doing. And we spend a couple hours working on that before they ever even launch their event. And that's the only service I provide is just helping them with that piece so that they can sleep at night knowing that all the pieces are taken care of and they really just need to fulfill the list of things that has been set out to do and they can stay excited about the event as well. Number 11 is reminding yourself that this is supposed to be enjoyable, fun, and positive. If you are not having any joy or any fun or any positivity leading up to an event, while there most certainly are going to be heartaches and things that come up and stressors and stuff that you probably don't wish to have happen, that is inevitable in any facet of life. But as long as you are having fun and joy and you are realizing the purpose behind this all, that is the most mental energy you can give yourself for staying positive when things maybe don't go totally right and mistakes happen and things happen. And I don't think that there has ever been an event that I have ever worked on in 15 years that hasn't had some semblance of something, whether it be so small that it was easily fixable or something bigger that came up out of left field that sometimes I have no control over that maybe just wasn't the way I imagined everything going, but it was the way that I handled it. I have never, ever had an event that has been a failure. There has never been a event where people left and said, that was the worst night of my life. (laughs) I don't think so, at least. Now I should maybe reflect on that. (laughs) But in my opinion, I feel like when I'm doing things for a client or I am just hosting an event for myself, I can look and say, wow, yeah, there were a few things that maybe I would have changed for doing it again next time. But this is what I did to handle it. And you know what? Most of the time, no one notices when there are little things that go sideways or the point is to be able to be quick on your feet and to have some contingency plans for the potentials that might go on. And the more positive you are, the more your sense of humor can just keep things calm and it can keep your clients and customers and anybody who else um, that's there really happy that they came. And number 12, and finally, once you have made it through the event day and it all went off without a hitch and you had a successful event based on what your purpose was, The follow-up after an event is so crucial. And this is a piece that I think a lot of people often don't do. And I feel like it is such a miss from both a marketing standpoint to also just connecting and engaging in a really authentic way with people that came out to support you, no matter what the event is. So it really starts by something as simple as sending a thank you. That can be an email, that can be a handwritten card, which I am still old-fashioned and love the art of just receiving something in the mail. And it's just so special to be thought of and to know that somebody has handwritten something saying thank you or appreciated you coming to the event or anything like that. Or maybe it's even a 
sending them a coupon saying, I'm so glad you came. Here's a discount off your next order if it's something that you're selling. Any little thing can just make people feel like, oh, wow, it really did matter that I was there. I could have chosen to spend my time elsewhere, but they really cared that I came and spent that time with them. And you can also ask for feedback. And I know that sometimes that can be a really uncomfortable thing. And there are sort of right and more tactful ways that that can sometimes come across. I know sometimes it can come across a little salesy or it kind of takes away from the momentum that your event might had to feel that you need to ask for feedback. But I often get testimonials from clients after events when things have gone really great and they're so happy and you feel like you've developed this relationship with them of somebody that you didn't necessarily know before and I love hearing what about the event was so great for them and why it was such a good experience and those are invaluable to be using on your own marketing purposes afterwards to actually get real feedback from people who have experienced what it is that you are offering at your event. And it really is a way to follow up further. And if you've had an online tracking system for your event for an invitation or um, like to RSVP or anything like that, being able to follow up afterwards um, by sending something out digitally and just tracking who is like on your list and those types of things can be really good for your metrics and just figuring out all of that back end piece as well. But really, in my opinion, it's the connecting with people and them just knowing that they matter. I think that that is the ultimate basis of any event is why, why go to an event if you feel like it doesn't matter if you're there? You want to go because you want to engage and connect and you recognize that you've been invited because you matter. And that for me is something that you can't put a price tag on and people that feel valued by you and your business will be true to you forever. So there is just some ways that you can get started on your own. I know January is often a slower time in a lot of industries and I have quite a few projects on the go right now, but I am definitely carving out time to plan and figure out ways that I can make this year feel smoother and more efficient and be involved with projects that I'm really passionate about. And that starts with planning and organizing. So if there is questions or things that you would love to discuss further about how events might be something that you want to start incorporating into your business, or you've done events for years and you feel like you just need a fresh perspective, I would love to chat with you. Please feel free to send me a message on Instagram or email me at Kimberly at CelebratingSimpleLife.com and we can connect on any of those platforms and I am wishing you an incredible 2020. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. Each week, I will pick one review that will be read on the show, and the person who left that review will receive a special gift from me. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life.